Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Happiness Created, episode 22. I'm Cecilia, your host, and today we're going to talk about how to set a goal. We're goal setting for 2023. So this time of the year, we're in the third day of the year, if you're listening to this when it comes out, is the time of the year when a lot of people set goals. So if you're listening then and you have resolutions or goals, this might be really helpful. If you're listening at another time of the year or you're setting goals at another time of your life, this will also be helpful. So there's nothing really specific about it being the beginning of the year other than the fact that people generally set, or a lot of people generally set resolutions and goals at this time of the year. All right, first, how have your holidays been? We celebrate Christmas, and this year there was a big storm that hit a lot of the U.S. You might have heard about it. I don't watch the news, so most weather events are a big surprise for me, and this was no different. And it was pretty wild. We live on a really windy place anyway. We're on an island on the Atlantic. But we saw 70-mile-per-hour gusts and 25-foot seas. So high tide was pretty amazing down at our little beach. And we also, as a result of this storm, lost electricity on the 23rd and got it back on the 26th. So Christmas was a little bit different than we planned. We had all these nice meals planned and things we wanted to eat and make and do, but it was a little bit too windy to go outside. Our toddler actually fell over when we did go over once, go outside once because it was so windy. So we did some things differently. We hung out in our sunroom, which is where the wood stove is. We made food on the wood stove, which was a nice fun challenge. The rest of the house was really cold. It got down to 36 degrees Fahrenheit. So there was this really beautiful part of experiencing the darkness of winter right around the solstice. But I also appreciate electricity, and it would have been fun to have some of the meals we planned. So there were some wins, but I hope it doesn't happen again too soon. If you also lost electricity, I hope that you got it back. I hope that you're safe. If you're listening to this, it probably means that you are. And then I'm also just going to shout out one of my Christmas presents, which was Rancho Gordo beans from my husband. And if you're a bean lover, you know that they have amazing beans. And I got to use some of them as we cooked on the wood stove already. So that was pretty fun. I hope that you uh, you had a good weekend if you celebrate or you've had a good December if you celebrate in a different way. Or just kind of a nice ending to the year. All right, let's get to goal setting. So I recently had a workshop on this and I thought it might be useful for everyone else who wasn't there. And so this is a little bit more condensed format. So even if you attend at the workshop, it might still be helpful. If you're like Most people in the world, you've probably set a goal before. You can think of that goal, but it might be anything from running a 5K to getting a degree to not shouting at your toddler in the afternoon to getting a promotion at work, something like that. I've set lots of goals in my life and have achieved some of them, not all of them, but I've achieved them through different means. So basically, when we set goals, you want to achieve something in your life. And this might be because you actually want to achieve it. Or, as with myself and a lot of my clients, it's because society or your family or a teacher or your boss tells you that you should want to achieve it. So if somebody else mentions this or it's just kind of a known that you should want to achieve this thing in your life, like have a full-time job, 
And so then you go about trying to achieve it without really questioning if it fits into your life or if it's something you want to do. And often we set goals because we think that where we're going is better than where we are. And we're going to feel better once we get there. So wherever you are, you're maybe feeling a little bit uncomfortable or totally miserable. And you think that once you achieve this goal, things are going to get better in your life. And the truth is that the goal isn't really all about the accomplishment. It's mostly about how you think you're going to feel when you reach the goal. So you might want to run the 5K because you want to feel proud and accomplished. You want to feel proud of yourself. You want to feel like you did something. Maybe you want to feel like a runner. You want to write a book so that you can feel like a writer and maybe even feel that your pursuits are valid. Maybe you want to find a partner and have a family because you think you'll finally feel loved and worthy. You want to make partner at your law firm because you'll feel accomplished and like you've made it. You want to have a morning routine because then you can feel like a good person. So oftentimes we have competing reasons for why we want to achieve a goal, but getting in touch with how you think you'll feel at the end of it is really important. So you kind of get the idea, right? You have this thing that you want to accomplish, but then there's this underlying way that you think you'll feel once you have accomplished it. And your brain is like, yes, I want to feel worthy. Yes, I want to feel loved. Yeah, I want to feel proud of myself. So let's do that. So the accomplishment is part of the goal. But a bigger part is how you think you'll feel once you arrive. You want to be the you that has achieved the goal, this better version of yourself. You're telling yourself that there is a better version, right? And you think that once you get to wherever you're going, you'll be this better person. You'll be this different person. And you're in this spot, like you're wanting to achieve these goals because of how society talks about goals or even the belief that you'll feel better, that you'll feel worthy or loved or accomplished or proud once you get someplace because this is how society talks about goals. That's how marketing people also get us to buy the latest lipstick or car because you think you're going to feel a certain way once you're there. We're also taught that to get somewhere better, you need to feel bad along the way. So like you're not there yet. So you're not a writer. You're not accomplished. You're not worthy. You're not having fun because you don't have the new car or the lipstick, right? That's kind of part of the scarcity thinking around it is part of how we think we're going to motivate ourselves to get there. So we shame and judge ourselves along the way. And maybe you even tell yourself that where you are now isn't enough. So this ties back into the belief that once you get somewhere, you'll be a better, more worthy version of yourself. So you might also buy a lot of books. You might also take make detailed action plans about how to get where you want to go. You might stay in passive action, which is kind of learning because your nervous system doesn't feel safe enough to try to get to the goal. So this method of goal setting and goal achieving doesn't generally work. So this whole having an external accomplishment and thinking that you're going to feel a certain way once you get there, and then sort of working against yourself with shame and judgment, saying, oh, I'll be better once I am there, doesn't generally pan out. And you might accomplish your goal, but once you get there, you probably don't feel how you think you're going to feel. So you either quit before you even start, you start and then quit along the way, or you make it there, but you don't feel how you think you'd feel once you get there. And so this kind of goal setting, as I just said, works against your brain and nervous system. This is for a couple different reasons. So the reasons why it doesn't work for you or why it's not supportive in the long run is, first of all, you maybe didn't align with your goal. Your goal doesn't align with your values and priorities in life. So if you picked a goal because society said you should want this goal or your family or maybe a boss at work said that you should want this goal, but it's not something that you want then it's not really ever going to support you in 
getting to where you want to go and being yourself in, you know, further actualizing or growing as a human being. And the destination feels like the journey. So this is another reason why it doesn't work. So what I mean when I say that the destination feels like the journey, what I mean is that if you tell yourself you're unworthy until you have a partner, the entire time that you're looking for a partner, you're going to feel unworthy. And once you finally meet somebody that you want to spend a lot of time with, maybe the rest of your life, you're going to feel unworthy even when you're in that relationship. And it's because you've taught your brain to think that you are unworthy. So your brain, you're training your brain the entire way to the goal. And so to take it, for instance, to the writing example, if you tell yourself you're not a writer because you're not published, even when you get published, you're not going to feel like a writer because your brain has been repeating over and over again that you're not a writer. You haven't created any new neural pathways. You've, in fact, deepened this other neural pathway that says, I'm unlovable, I'm not worthy, I'm not a good person. And so if you head out to the journey of feeling better, but the entire way there you feel pretty miserable, it just doesn't really work with your brain. Okay, another reason why this goal-setting method doesn't work to achieve, to accomplish what you want to. You think that you're after the accomplishment, but really you're chasing the feeling, and how you feel is not created by circumstances, it's created by your thoughts. So let me explain this one a little bit. So you think that you're going to feel happy once you become a medical doctor, that you're finally going to feel smart and accomplished. But being a medical doctor is a circumstance. It's neutral in the world. It's what you think about it that determines how you feel. And this, again, goes into your neural pathways and what you're practicing with your brain. So no matter where you are, you have thoughts about where you are, and your brain will continue to offer you thoughts that are in the same vein as what it has been all along. The, another reason why it doesn't work, and which as I've sort of mentioned, is you, you're just not working with your brain and nervous system along the way. You're not creating safety to try. You're not recognizing what your brain is telling you. You're not asking it really great questions that help you grow as a person. Another reason why it might not work is you might have looked ahead to step 25 and saw that it wouldn't work for some reason, so you didn't even start. I know a lot of people do this. I have been in that camp too. It doesn't work also because you didn't believe in yourself ahead of time. A lot of times our brain wants to see evidence of why it should believe before it believes. But in reality, we have to believe before there's evidence, get the evidence, and then create this nice little feedback loop where we believe, we get evidence, we believe some more, we get more evidence, and then all of a sudden you're at your goal. And then also you probably didn't plan to fail. So oftentimes we think that when we set a goal, if it's for us or it's we're meant for this in the world, that nothing about it will be hard, that there'll be no obstacles, that we won't fail. But the reality is that it's really hard to accomplish anything big without failing, without stumbling along the way in some way. And so you have to plan to fail. You have to make it okay and safe for yourself to fail so that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. So first, before we talk about what works, let's just talk about why you would set goals anyway. So first of all, you don't have to set a goal. Having a goal or setting a goal or accomplishing a goal doesn't make you a better person. You're an entirely worthy person right now. And so you don't need to have goals. It can kind of be held up in the societies. If you don't have goals, then you're just going to languish. You're going to be sitting on the couch eating bonbons and everything will be terrible, right? Your whole life will fall apart. But the truth is you could just be okay with your life and go about living it without having something you need to accomplish, without telling yourself you'll be a better person when you get there. But you might also have values that align with having goals. So for instance, you might want to grow and evolve as a person. 
You might want to confront thought patterns that you have. You might want to shift limiting beliefs. You might want to make an impact in the world. And if any of these are true for you, then having goals can help you. Because learning to believe in yourself that you can accomplish something really helps shift your thought patterns. It helps you grow. It helps you evolve. It helps you confront what is keeping you in your comfort zone and what can help you be comfortable with discomfort so that you can achieve something different. Because achieving something big, achieving you know that impossible dream, making a big impact in your world or in your life, requires you to step outside your comfort zone, to challenge yourself, to challenge your thoughts, to challenge your beliefs, and you're probably not going to feel great doing it. It's probably going to feel uncomfortable, but that's okay. This is why you need to get in touch with the why when you have a goal. And so this goes into what actually works. So the five-step process is what I work with. And the first step to in this five-step process is setting a goal that aligns with your values. And this is asking yourself the why. So when you have a goal, why do you want to achieve it? Is it because you think you're going to feel accomplished or is it because you want to challenge your thought patterns about what you can do in a year? Getting in touch with the why and spending time with it, asking yourself even the question, if I already was happy and worthy, if I already felt that way, would I still want to do this goal? Another question is, how will this goal help me grow and evolve? How does it align with my values? So those are some questions that you can ask around this first step. The first step is, again, setting a goal that aligns with your values. And then the other four steps, I'm going to read through them and then I'll talk about them a little bit, is creating an action plan, creating a belief plan planning for obstacles, and failing for inevitable success. So after you find a goal that aligns with your values, you need to create an action plan. And this can be as simple as writing down all the things that you think you're going to have to do to accomplish this goal. But the important thing here is knowing there's no way for you to know all the actions that will get you where you're going because you've never been there before. And the truth is we only know how we get someplace after we're already there. And we can look back and say, oh, these were all the steps. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't create an action plan. So write everything down, but don't let it stop you. Write down all the little steps, all the big steps, and say, I'll figure them out when I get there. The next is a belief plan. And this is writing down what you need to believe about yourself to accomplish your goal. So for instance, maybe it's possible. Other people have done this before. I can figure out hard things. And as with the action plan, you don't know all of the beliefs ahead of time that you're going to need to have, but you can start writing them down and you can start practicing them. And you can start creating this little loop of believing in yourself and acting to create the evidence that you can do it and then believing more. The next one is planning for obstacles. So obstacles are going to come up. And if you plan for obstacles or if you spend time thinking about all the obstacles that might be there, then you can also add to your action plan. So for instance, an obstacle to having your book published might be finding an agent. And you might say, I don't know how to do that. But once you have the obstacle, then you can start to add things to your action plan that can help you overcome the obstacle. And then the last step is to fail for inevitable success. As I mentioned, failing is an important part of succeeding. If you think of any time you've tried to accomplish something or have accomplished something in the past, failure has happened along the way. And you need to plan for failure. You can even seek out failure. So for instance, with finding an agent, You can say, I'm going to plan to get 10 rejections over the next month, which means that you're submitting your book proposal to 10 different people. Because if you get those 10 rejections, you know that you're on your way to getting your yes. So knowing that failing is part of the process and making it safe for yourself to fail along the way. So again, the five steps to setting and achieving any goal 
is setting a goal that aligns with your values. So asking yourself that why. Creating an action plan. Creating a belief plan. Planning or writing down all the obstacles and how you're going to get over them. And planning to fail for your success. And the skills that you need to have to get there are resourcefulness, which is something that you can build. Awareness around your thoughts and beliefs. Your ability to feel feelings. A willingness to feel discomfort and a willingness to think differently. This works because it works with your brain and your nervous system. It changes the neural pathways that you have right now and creates new ones that will support you in getting where you want to go. So if you think about what you can do right now, I want you to check the goals that you've set. So ask if they align with more of what you want in your life. Ask yourself how do you think you'll feel when you get there. Ask yourself if I were already happy and worthy, if I were already loved, if I already felt how I think I will feel at the end, would I still want to do this goal? Because you can just feel that way now, and I can teach you how to do that, right? Ask yourself, how will this goal help me evolve and grow? Does it align with my values? Look at all of the actions that you're going to need to get there, need to do to get there, and what you're going to believe about yourself to make it happen. So one of the things is, you know, believing it's possible before you even get there. Make a list of your obstacles and plan for those. And think about all the different ways that failing will support you on your way to success. And then think about your commitment, because your future outcomes are not dependent on your past performance. They're dependent on your current commitments and beliefs. And you don't need to look to your past to prove that you can do something. You just need to be in your future. You need to think of where you're going. Of course, you can do this alone. There's a lot of steps here, and bringing the awareness to your own thoughts and beliefs can be challenging to do on your own. So doing this with someone else on your team, like a coach, can be a lot more fun and efficient. If this is something you want to do, if you want to create incredible things in your life in 2023 and you want to feel better on the way to getting there, if you want to feel less stuck and more free, send me a note. Let's schedule a call and find out if coaching can help you in 2023 or at least to set the goals that you want to set. Figure out what's in your way right now and what could look different for you. So if you follow these five steps, I know that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. I know that if you get in touch with why you're doing something and you believe in yourself ahead of time, you can accomplish anything. We can do unbelievable and amazing things in this life. And if you want to do it, I truly believe that you have the capacity to. Know that you really can do different things. You can do hard things. And what you want is for you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing 2023. And I can't wait to hear about all the goals you have. So if you did set a goal, or if you thought about goals during this episode, send me a note. I want to know what you're working towards. I want to know what's on your list in 2023. All right. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B-Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.